This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. With Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. Hey, 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 what's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got Dr. G in the house, aka Dr. Greg Persley, owner of PC Medical Centers, owner of Think and Lose Weight, and owner of Dr. G's growth program. He's a speaker, he's an author, he's an investor. Dr. G, welcome to the show. We appreciate you being here today. Hey, thank you for having me, man. I'm, I'm here to change people's lives, compress time for them, let them uh, have them learn something that it took me 20 years to learn. Uh, maybe I can help them in any area of their life, and that's what I'm looking to do. So hopefully I can help your listeners out. Nah, and I always say this to people that come on the show. Thank you for building yourself to be that person of value, the discipline, the sacrifice, the, 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 the investment into yourself, the decisions you had to make to be somebody that can pour into other people today and people can learn from. Hey, you know, it's it's a passion, really. Um, it's, it's selflessness. You know, you go through all this stuff. I, for 20 years, I've had a lot of uh, very interesting things happen. And you have you have a choice in, when, in your life. When things are going your way, you can learn from those things. And people generally want to learn from those things and celebrate those things. But you also have a choice when things are not going your way to do mm. the same thing to learn from those those things that are not going your way. And so many times people make the mistake of blaming somebody else, something else, the government, the weather, the economy, money, something, whatever, the, their mothers, their dads, their whatever. They blame other things and they lose that, that opportunity to say, how could I have done better or different what could I learn from this situation? It's easy to celebrate the wins, but you got you to gotta understand that it's just as important, if not more important, to, to take those things that aren't going your way and learn from them. I love the fact that you're saying, ask yourself, what can you learn from it? And I think mm -hmm. that that's where a lot of our power comes from as a human being. When you, and I think there's the same, like when you point to the outside world, all of a sudden you go from, hey, I can get this done myself to, oh my God, I can never get it done without X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, one, two, three. So you're basically giving power to things that really have no power over you. Yeah, man, when you give up your power, you have no control, you have no power. You, you can't change something that you have no power over. Does that make sense? So if you take responsibility and say, hey, okay, that didn't turn out how I wanted, then what can I do differently next time? Or what did I learn from this situation? And you retrospectively look at that thing, whatever it is, a relationship, a career, a financial opportunity, an investment, your 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 exercise routine, your weight, whatever it is, doesn't matter. So if it didn't go the way you wanted, all you gotta do, you, you can't, you know, so many people go, oh, it didn't go the way I wanted it. I'm not doing that again. Like, oh, didn't, you didn't learn nothing. You gotta, you know, okay. It didn't go the way I wanted. What could I learn from it? So next time something like this comes up, I can make a different different decision or have a different outcome. Yeah. So, you know, one of the reasons I reached out, I, I love the fact that I just saw you out there, you know, the grants and speaking and, you know, really trying to empower people. And one of the things that I saw was, you know, the think and lose weight. And I thought that was such an awesome uh, title for it, like the think and grow rich with uh, Napoleon Hill. But 
health. You know, health is one of those things whereby we tend to blow it off. Like, oh man, come on, man, I got for it. And then it gets to a point where it like circles back and like bites you on the ankle because it's like now you got a condition or now because of the way you were eating, something's upset. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about like the importance of health, especially, you know, nowadays everything is so fast and quick and processed mm -hmm. and it's like sped up insanely fast in these GMOs and processed foods. Uh, why is health something that we really have to be careful about how we think about it? Well, let me let me start you with a quote and then I'm gonna tell you a story, okay? So yeah. here's the quote and you can write this down, you can use it however you wanna use it. People should write this down. Health is the one thing that we do not pay attention to mm -hmm. until it's the only thing we pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Think about that. So one thing we don't pay attention to until it's the only thing we pay attention to, meaning you don't pay attention to it until it fails and then that's your only focus, okay? Mm. So let me tell you a quick story. I, I had an opportunity to have uh, a friend of mine um, over at my house and he had a friend of his and the reason why they came over is because uh, his friend uh, had developed cancer and, and I'm a... Uh, um, uh, a physician and, and he's a neurosurgeon and, and we were talking about his friend and what he could do and that sort of thing. And it was actually a brain tumor that he had developed. Wow. And so we're sitting there talking, we're kind of shooting the breeze after we got done talking about his medical, you know, whatever. And somebody had mentioned something about, oh man, I've got a, I've got this problem or that problem or whatever. And he goes, you know, if you want to solve all your problems and reduce it down to one, get yourself a brain tumor. Cause then all of a sudden you've only got one problem. All of a sudden, that mortgage doesn't matter. That car payment isn't such a big deal. That that argument you had, or the the person you're supposed to reach out to, does, doesn't really make a big a big difference. Because if that tumor doesn't get taken care of, guess what? None of that other stuff is going to matter. So to take that into perspective. Don't wait until you have a massive health problem mm. that everything has to be stopped in order to fix that problem. Be proactive. Um, health is actually pretty relatively simple. You need oxygen, you need water, you need nutrition, you need movement. I mean, if you think about it, oxygen, water, nutrition, movement. And then the last one I would put in there is mental, the mental side, the emotional side, the understanding that uh, how your brain works and your thought processes and your emotions all are important because everything starts from your thought. So if you think you are getting sick, you have a higher likelihood of getting sick. If you think you are worthless, then you are in fact worthless uh, because you will your body will act worthless. You mm. will attract worthlessness in wow. your world. So you have to get a hold of that. And I spent a long time. I'm talking years and years and years. Uh, thinking I was uh, I was worth less or I, I didn't matter as much. And so I was going to, I told you earlier, I'm going to announce something today that I, I didn't announce. I, I've never announced this before, so I'm releasing it now. And That's you're the, cool. you're the exclusive uh, for this, but I have a movement within my circle. So I have, a, I have Dr. G's Think and Lose Weight, Dr. G's Personal Growth Program. And those are really, Think and Lose Weight is the mentality of weight loss. It teaches you exactly what needs to happen in order to lose weight properly in a healthy fashion. Uh, number two, Dr. G's personal growth program. I take all my information that I've gathered, all the books I've read and the insights I have and the things I failed at, and I put it all into a 
online program that people can go through and ask themselves questions and start to get a different mindset so they can take different actions so they have a different result. Uh, all of that I put together and I started a new movement and it's called the, uh, <laughs> I almost said I almost said a different movement that somebody else, a friend of mine, but no, it, uh, it's the, the movement that tells you that you you matter it's the you mm. matter movement okay you matter. the you matter movement so I, I got a story before i was 20 years old uh if i could go back and tell myself one thing to impact my life it would be that you matter because before i was mm. 20 years old i didn't think i mattered i didn't think i was important i didn't think i was worth anything i didn't have any confidence at all so the person you see today the one that's confident and and wants to uh, help millions of people and wants to impact people's lives with with things that are just reality the way your brain and your body and your mind and everything works that person here uh, started a long time ago 20 years ago when I realized that I had some worth and what I my thoughts my feelings and 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 the uh, things I wanted to do in life mattered. And, and so if I could go back and tell myself, it'd be like, dude, you matter. Seriously, you matter. And you can make a difference in people's lives. And I, it took me 20 years to get there. I wish I would have been able to start earlier, but you know, I think life teaches you things and I needed to, to go through a lot of hardship to learn that I mattered. And I know I'm talking on this one subject a long time, but I think it's a no, very no, relevant no. in today's society because so many people look at social media and they That's feel right. inferior, like they're not important because they're looking at what somebody else is putting out there um, who is basically faking a perfect life. I mean, most social media is faking a perfect life. So the reality is every single person has ups, has downs. They have gone through a lot of stuff. Most people have gone through, or some people have gone through more than others, but everybody has stuff that they went through in their life. So don't feel alienated like you're the only one. You're not the only one. You matter. We're going to reduce and eliminate this teen suicide rate that's ridiculous because people exactly. feel like they don't matter. And I don't know the stats on that, but I'm gonna get them. But that's why this started. It started last weekend, four days ago. Four days ago. Mm. <laughs> so it, it's gonna be uh, something that's gonna pick up and it's something I'm gonna talk about a lot because it is really comparing yourself to someone else is only gonna bring yourself misery. You should only that's compare right. yourself to who you're gonna be and who you could be. Who, who's the person you wanna become? Compare yourself to that because that's what you're striving towards. That's it. You don't compare yourself that's to anybody it. else. If I got, if you get one thing out of this, just tell yourself, I'm not gonna compare myself to anybody else because there's always somebody doing better and always somebody doing worse. Just how good could you be? Anyway, all right, I'm gonna stop on that. You matter. No, 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 no. Man. You matter. <laughs> and that is so important because the, the society that we live in, Instagram, the TikToks, the Twitter, the, the YouTubes, the Facebook, it's a powerful, everyday people wake up by the millions, they log into their Instagram and they're saying to themselves, well, I don't look as pretty as she does, I don't have the life that he does, I don't have the car that he does, I don't have the girl for the money, the XYZ, and they use that to then put themselves in this mental prison mm -hmm. whereby they say, well, that means I'm X. They label themselves a loser and they're like, well, they, they get into like this deep depression. Yep. And I've experienced that. I know so many people that have experienced that because it's, it's especially if you're just 
as a as I became uh, more developed in business, I talked to some of these people and I was pitching them on services. Come to find out, they can't even afford it. Oh no! And when you go on their Instagram, they've got this amazing life that looks like oh my god, they must be killing what it. The, they're what they're doing, the man, what, those, what most of those people, I, I don't know the percentage, but what most of those people are doing is they are hiding their insecurities through social media. They're, they're, if they're insecure about how much money they have, they fake having money. If they're insecure mm. about their body, they fake having, they, they use filters and better lighting. It's their insecurities they're hiding. And so instead of doing the right way, which is looking internally and going, you know what? I have flaws just like everybody else. And, and saying, it's okay to accept the fact that I have flaws. I'm good at some things and I'm not good at other things. It's okay to say exactly. that. So if you've ever heard of the four A's, the four A's. No. All right, here's the four A's. This is what you're gonna do. You're going to acknowledge the good and the bad about yourself. Hey, I'm good at That's this right. stuff. I'm not great at this stuff. It's okay. If you acknowledge it, it's okay. See, people try to hide behind the things that they know they're not good. They try to lie to, lie to themselves, lie to other people, and they use social media as a front. That's all they're doing. That's right. So you acknowledge they the things really you're good and bad at. You're exactly right. They don't really take responsibility and think and they say, well, let me uh, make it seem as if to give, it's like they're tricking themselves by tricking other people. <laughs> right, right. And look at how many influencers who earn a lot of money. I don't, I don't know the um, stats on this either, but I've heard about stories where influencers have millions of dollars. They're young, they're gorgeous, whatever. And then they end up committing suicide. Why does that happen? If, they're, if their lives are so perfect, why are they doing that? Because they're hiding their insecurities. They don't have what really matters, which is self-worth and relationships. That's what really matters, self-worth and relationships. You can't have a good life without self-worth and relationships. Anyway, so that's the first A, acknowledge. Acknowledge the things you're good at, that you're bad at, the things you, when you make mistakes. Because all you can do is acknowledge it, and then you're going to accept the fact, the, a, the second A, accept the fact that they're there. So I ate, I acknowledge. I acknowledge that uh, sometimes I mess up and I miss workouts and I accept that fact, but I'm gonna take the third A and I'm gonna take action so mm. I can get better at it. And then the exactly. fourth A is called attack speed. So after wow. you've acknowledged it, after you take action, I'm sorry, after you acknowledge it, you accept it, then you take action, then you attack it with a force how fast can you change it? How much can you uh, affect it in a positive way? And and it's really a simple process. So if you can acknowledge something that is bugging you in life, man, I'm, I'm having this problem with this relationship and I accept that that's there. What can I do to improve it? And then once you to, what, whatever you decide you can do to improve it, then you take action, you, you attack it. That's it. Incredible. That's it. That's everything in your life. That you, you can solve so many problems with the four A's. Yeah, and you know, it's amazing seeing you talk about this and even the mindset. Now, you, you have this amazing family, this amazing son full of energy, but he has uh, dwarfism. Yeah. Talk about that experience and how it allowed you to become a better human being and develop not only as a man, but as a businessman and as a person. Yeah, I appreciate you open, uh, bringing that up. Um, so yeah, I have a, uh, my wife and I have been married now 18 years. Uh, I have a daughter, she's 16, and uh, my son now is 13. But let me take you back to 2008. 2008, I had a business that was about a year and a half old. 
my wife and I had been married, I don't know, what, four or five years at that time, something like that. Awesome. My daughter was about a year and a half old and my son was about to be born. And so think about this now, I had a business, I was, we lived in, in America in the, in the middle of, of the country, the Midwest area. I had a Midwest. business, I had a wife, I had a daughter and my son's on the way. That sounds pretty dang close to the American dream. Man, we're, we're moving in the right direction. I was in my early 20s. And so he was born and the day he was born, we found out he was born with dwarfism. Now here's a couple interesting things about dwarfism. 80% uh, of kids that are born with dwarfism do not have any family history at all. There's no genetic mm. history in the family. That was one of us. Uh, that, that, you know, that was, we were in that 80%. Um, so that you can imagine the shock, like, hey, you, we're, we're like 99% sure your son has this form of dwarfism called achondroplasia. And so my wife and I are like, uh, okay. So we went from this day of how we thought it would go and the future that we thought we were gonna have, and then ah, you gotta go that direction. So mm. it was a shock to say the least, but you know, as a parent, you do whatever you gotta do. Well, after about three months, he started requiring oxygen. He was having trouble breathing. After six months, he had multiple stays in the hospital. He ended up getting a trach and a vent put in at nine months old. And then when he was one year old, we were able to bring him home, but he had a trach and a vent to help him breathe, to support his, his lungs. It was called life support is what it's called. Like 20 years ago, they didn't have this technology to bring somebody home like this. So you can imagine, I went from this idea of where we were gonna be going, the future that we were gonna have, and it literally 180 degrees shifted to keep him alive and keep my family together. It was no longer about business growth. It was no longer about how much money we can earn and the impact we can make and all these things. It was keep my family together and keep him alive. And that's what we focused on for eight years. So for eight years, I leveraged every financial resource I had. I tried to keep my business going. Um, and and I, I really held off on my own personal growth and development because I was focused on that. Now, I was in a battle every day, financially, mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, you talk about stress, man. We were there. My hair literally was falling out during that time. I know, I know. It's, it's a little shiny. I like your haircut. Uh, but hey, we got the same I know, thing we got going. The same on. Cut. But literally, that's how much stress we were under. It was how are we going to get through today, not this week, not how are we going to pay rent this month. It was today, and wow. it was it was extremely stressful. You know, I mean, it just was. So. Over that time, I'd spent a lot of energy when I was sitting up with him in the hospital or at home and my wife was sitting up and, and doing these things too, but we were trying to find outlets and learn more about ourselves and, and try to disconnect from what was actually happening in the moment because it was so much. Mm. And so what I, I dove into was my own personal psyche, my own personal emotional uh, um, understanding and so I really dove into that, started listening to a lot of great speakers. And I read read a lot of books that, and you mentioned one of them earlier, wow. Thinking Grow Rich, uh, but mm -hmm. some amazing people. And I started to learn about me and emotions and how your mind works and and the, the your physiology and all of this stuff. And after he got better, uh, after eight years, then I was, I was literally armed and dangerous with all this information. And it was like, now how, what do I wanna do with all this? And it was, now mm -hmm. I can, externally push this out to the world and help people understand themselves better so then they can help themselves which then allows them to help the people around them so that's my goal man is to help all that uh so now my son's 13 he's about to get uh he's about to get off the bus here in a little bit he's going to school he's almost uh, in high school he'll be in high school in a couple months 
And uh, you know, it, it's just a different experience. Now dwarfism has a different meaning now, which is not, he, he's not fighting for his life every day. Now it's more of a social thing. You know, he's about mm. four foot tall compared to kids his age that are, you know, five, six foot tall, that sort of thing. But I know as a parent, you do what you gotta do. So it was a very interesting detour that I actually wrote a book about. You, you probably, I don't even think you know that, but it came out in 2014 called A New Kind of Normal, uh, A Family's Understanding of Dwarfism. And it was just his first ye three years of us trying to figure everything out. It was, how do you wow. take a kid with dwarfism who has a trachean event to Walmart? <laughs> you know, like mm. yeah, that's that's an experience you don't ever, you, people don't have, you know? So, um, so coming out on the other end, man, I'm able to uh, fulfill my purpose in my life, which is help millions of people and impact their lives positively and do it in a way that's not fake, that comes from what I've experienced, not what I heard somebody, not what I thought somebody, what I have experienced and implementing them into simple to follow step-by-step -step processes so people can do that, man, so. Yeah, no, and I think it's incredible because, you know, just like you, there's so many families out there um, whereby, hey, this is the direction we're going, and then something happens, uh, somebody's born with this, or there's an uh, uh, incident, or something happens, but for you to stay strong and not only, like you said, keep my family together oh, yeah. and figure this yeah. out. A lot of people don't do that. They fall into alcoholism. They, they fall into, hey, I just want to get all this behind me and go start a new life. Yeah. You know, it, it breaks people in very unexpected ways. What was some of the glue that kind of kept you to be strong? And because as the man, you know, they're like, hey, look, you're our, you're, a, you're our God. Like you're our leader. We're we gonna look to you to be the emotional and uh, mental and spiritual support to keep all of us to keep this whole boat and train going forward. So, what were those things that you were pinning into your engine that allowed you to do that? Well, first of all, I want people to know it was not a easy or simple thing. I was not strong all the time. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's easy to look at it now after, you know, in one moment in, in a 20 minute, 30 minute um, conversation and say, oh man, he, he, he was strong and I'm some huge superhuman, whatever. No, 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 no. Trust me. There were moments of breakdown. There were moments of weakness. There were moments of, of, you know, do I even want to keep going? I just want to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Give me some booze. I want to freaking just, you know, numb myself. Um, so, mm. I mean, it was there, that stuff was there. So number one, you have to have the will to, to look for something better, to continue to improve. You have to have the will to want to do that. Um, mm. I've always, you know, I've always wanted to do the best I can do with what I've got. Uh, secondly, wow. you know, it is my personality to look at the positive side. I do look at the positive side of things. Um, you know, it was like, Maybe it's, this isn't going the direction I thought it would go, but maybe it'll turn out to something better. There's actually an old, uh, <laughs> an old Chinese story that I really like, and and you might have heard this, but I'll, I'll paraphrase it real quick. But basically, there's a Chinese farmer and his son, and one day uh, the, his horse runs away, and the village comes down and says, "Oh, that's terrible," and the Chinese farmer goes, "Well, maybe." And so the next day, the wild ho the horse comes back with seven wild horses and the village comes down and goes, oh, well, that's amazing. And he goes, maybe. 
And so then uh, the next day, his son is training one of the wild horses and falls off and breaks his ankle. And and uh, the, the town comes down and goes, oh, that's terrible. And he goes, maybe. And the next day, the army comes to, and, and, and goes to draft his son. And they go, oh, we got a broken ankle. So they pass on him. And they go, oh, that's amazing. And he goes, maybe. <laughs> So my point is, is in the moment, a lot of you really don't know if something's good or bad. It's your perception that you make the decision whether it's good or bad. And the decision is actually being made based on your understanding of your history, the, the filter of your history, the decisions you've made in the past. That's where that decision comes from. A, an, an event is an event. That's it, an event. Wow is an event so whether it's good or bad is your perception of the event does that make sense amazing it, it, it does and i can look back and and i think everybody can when you looked at you know how sometimes we're like oh it wasn't just it wasn't that bad like i overreacted and you're so right like we just like boom classified put a box around it and it's like if you are not careful and you label something bad you use that to like judge other things in the future or it can cause like this downward uh spiral effect you're, you're exactly right so uh, think about your past man when you're when you're going through life all you're doing is you're taking information in events happenings whatever and you are making decisions this is good this is bad this is right this is wrong blah 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 blah, blah. you're making those decisions but what I want people to understand is once you've decided something, it does not make it true or it doesn't make it reality for everyone else. It's just true to you when you've decided wow. something. You know, I decided that working out is fun. Okay. Somebody else doesn't think working out is fun, but you decided it was. Okay. That, that's just your decision. That's your perspective. Uh, but you can reevaluate those decisions. So something I talk a lot about in Think and Lose Weight is what decisions have you made? Oh, I don't like running. Why? Mm. Because because it's hurt, hurt, it hurts my legs. Well, does it hurt your legs because you're not used to running? Or does it hurt your legs because there's something physically going on with your legs that they're not working right? Or does it hurt your leg? Or do you say it hurts your legs just to get out of it? Because you know it's gonna be physically tasking? You, like analyze the, the statements you make you know i always tell people mm. <laughs> that excuses excuses are used as reasons every single day but people call them reasons and they don't have to take responsibility for a reason because a reason they wow. believe is the way it is and there's no changing it but an excuse means that you are the person making the excuse. So analyze the reasons that you have that things aren't the way you want them to be, whether it's your health, your weight, your faith, your relationships, your money, your career, whatever, the reasons. Well, I can't advance because, boop. Okay, that's a, that's, 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 is that true or is it not true? Like, is it real? It, it, just because you say it is the way it is doesn't mean that's the way it is. So all I'm saying is look at everything and and just actually analyze them from a third party perspective without putting your emotions into it.
and you will come up with an entire new world of possibilities to get the life you want to get. I think you, you, what you just said, a lot of people really have to guys like rewind and listen to that part again, because you're basically saying that take the emotion out, take the falsifying of why certain things are happening to you and logically say, is this actually true or not? Like, for example, when you gave the example of somebody running, it's like, do you actually have something physically wrong with your thighs or your, your calf muscles or is the, or are you just saying it as an excuse so that you don't have to fulfill that thing? And I think we see that more and more people that uh, in their head, their excuse is like 100% fact, you know, and they, they stand strongly by it. But when That's because I think sometimes that, people hey, like I that, want to add that they've turned that reason mm -hmm. into a belief. Mm. Does that make sense? They believe it. And when wow. they believe it, they will argue and stand firm on that. Even if you prove them wrong because it's their belief, wow. what they believe is who they are to them. So when you, when you say something that is contradictory to someone's belief, you have basically, or the way they feel is you have attacked them personally. Like there's something wrong with them. Mm. I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, this is the reality of the way we are. And and some people, you know, the, the term hard-headed, oh, they're hard-headed? That is, hard-headed yeah. is nothing more than somebody that believes something and will not budge from it, and you can't tell them any different. That's all hard-headed is. <laughs> and I remember, uh, what did my, uh, somebody said, like a hard head makes for a soft bottom or something like that, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, and you see this a lot too as well. And I think, you know, you can, People that are hard-headed is like, they finally get that crack and it like completely just shatters what they were doing versus, you know, them being truthful because you've seen those situations whereby uh, when your belief, and you're right, belief is extremely personal, is very intimate. People will bear their fangs and defend and scratch and they will do everything so that their belief you know, remains validated. And I love the fact that you're able to talk to that point because a lot of people become extremely defensive. But, well, what about, and you know, X, Y, Z, and you know, for me, it was this, they, they get very angry. And usually a lot of people will not want to kind of overstep their boundaries or step on, they're like, you know, it's not worth it. I, I got other things I got to do. So those people remain in that uh, doubt and the, excuses that this continues to lead to that you know uh, yeah another spot. another word for that is a pattern, a pattern. they, they mm. remain in that pattern that pattern of habits that pattern of belief of of the way they see the world and a really great i read this book one time man and there was a really great example and, and i want to point this out so uh do you do you drive on a regular basis okay you drive on a yeah. regular basis all right you like to go yeah five miles an hour under the speed limit at the speed limit or above the speed limit oh okay think so above. you're like a five to five ten mile guy above. hour above the speed limit guy right okay what if somebody yeah. pulls in front of you and they go five miles an hour under the speed limit oh you don't, I don't like, like that, that. Uh, um, did you, did you see what just like... happened to you did you see what just happened i hope the entire 
uh, viewing audience understands or sees what just happened, you were like, ooh, ooh. You had an emotional, physical reaction to that statement. Does that make sense? All right, so I have one question. I have one That's question. Right. You're driving five miles an hour over the speed limit. A guy pulls out in front of you, not, not in a bad way, just out in front of you. And he goes five miles an hour mm -hmm. under the speed limit. So here's my question. What gives your, what is, uh, what gives you the right to say that your way of driving is the correct way and that his way of driving is the incorrect way? Because both of them are not the speed limit. So technically both mm -hmm. of them are incorrect. So what gives you the right to say, my way is the way to drive, you should go my way. And because you're not going my way, I'm upset and I'm pissed off and I'm gonna have road rage about it. And secondly, let's say you did right. get pissed off, frustrated and have road rage about it. How does that, who does that affect? Does that affect the other guy in that other car or does it affect everybody in your car? Everybody so, in my car. So what good did it do? And nothing. Didn't change a dang thing. It didn't change a risk. dang thing except your emotional attitude, your attitude, your day, the people in your car, it affected your life. And then some people will dwell on that all day. That guy pulled out in front of me going, what was wrong with that guy? You won't believe this, man. That, I, I, I'm late because that guy pulled out in front of me this morning and who, what kind of idiot drives five miles an hour under the speed limit? All right, now yep. you just blamed everybody else and affected everybody else because this one dude thinks he's driving the way he wants to drive mm. and you didn't like it. Wow. Think how impactful that one little statement is. Wow. That's kind of like selfish of somebody mm. to take that and then now throw up all this like emotional uh, baggage and, you know, get other people riled up and, you know, offset other people's routines. And, you know, you basically were immature in your ability to handle uh, something that was a... Uh, it wasn't in your normal right. scope. Like when you asked me like, hey, what? I was like, oh, I don't like that. And it's like, I gotta be immature and be like, well, sometimes I do drive under the speed. And sometimes it's like, you have to rationalize things in such a way. Because if I go to work and then I have a bad day, I affect the coworkers, I affect the boss, I affect Yeah, and know, I'm, hey, uh, I'm not saying you gotta be positive all the time. Or you just gotta be this guy that's faking it because you don't wanna fake it. But the reality is, is you have control over a lot more of your own emotions than you think you have control of. But because you have decided that that guy is wrong and you are right, you have an emotional reaction. So all I'm saying is in, in between something happening and your reaction, there is a mm. moment. That moment, you have, to, you have to develop the habit of recognizing that moment and making a decision of how you're gonna react. And the, the more you do that, the better you get at it the, the more you start to be even keel, you're not an emotional basket case up and down. You're not, you know, upset at wow. things that didn't go your way and happy about the, you know. So I was listening to a guy one time and I love this. He goes, he, he asked the audience, he goes, hey, uh, who here likes surprises? Like, do you like surprises? Yeah, you do? Okay. Yes. Uh, I call BS on that, yeah. by the way. And here's why. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to prove you wrong. I hate, I love doing this to an audience. I hate doing it individually, but I'm going to prove you wrong because everybody on this podcast probably was like, yeah, yeah, I like surprises. That's BS. Surprises that you like, you call surprises. Surprises you don't like are called problems. Ooh. They're both surprises. So in reality, some surprises you really don't like. Some surprises you do. 
but because we have a positive uh, uh, connection, we've we've connected positivity to the word surprises. We just automatically go, oh yeah, man, I like surprises. I'm like, no, you don't. You like surprises that you're happy about or that match what you want. If you had a surprise party and you mm. didn't like anybody in the surprise party, you'd be like, well, I didn't like that at all. And it's a surprise. <laughs> you see what I mean? So you just all, you, all I'm saying is yeah, take exactly. a step back and start start with you. Start with internal. Before you go out and external and I'm gonna whatever, start with you. Number one, you matter. You matter. Every single individual person on this earth matters. They all have special gifts. They all have individuality. And you gotta figure out what that is inside you. Start asking, who am I? Why do I matter? What is? What am I good at? What do I love? And get rid of all the, the things that you have determined in your life, all the things that you have said, this is the way it is. Get rid of all that. Just take a step back mm. and say, what do I like? What don't I like? And, and just start having that conversation with yourself because before long you're gonna go, you know what? I'm making some decisions that don't match who I am. And if you're making decisions that don't match who you are, that's called being upset and frustrated and angry and depressed and all these negative emotions. When you start making decisions that match who you are as a your soul deep down inside, when you start making those decisions, all of a sudden that depression, that upset, that anger, that angst, that, that frustration starts to lift. It starts to go away because you're you're doing and being the person you were meant to be. Mm. Uh, the personal growth program and you know what's so fascinating I think we need more personal growth yeah. programs I think we people need to go through uh, these trainings because as, as uh, a society we're after school is like hey you're out there now figure it out <laughs> and it's like whoa like there's a lot of things like you know, really, we should not stop that personal growth until the day you die. Like, there's hey. always something. How do I get better? How do I think about the situation better? How do I compact and compartmentalize and, you know, the emote? So talk about, like, that the, the, your personal growth program and, and what it does for people that, you know, come in one end and exit out it just, the other. It, well... <laughs> Okay, so it, it makes you, it helps you grow, obviously. I mean, that's the whole point. It, it helps you grow personally. But the point is, is it makes you break down your beliefs and starts starts to get you to ask some questions. It starts to get you to think differently, um, not not differently the way I think, the diff differently the way you you think. Meaning, it just starts make you, making you ask questions about you and the decisions that you're making and why you're making them and is it building the life you want to build? Is it creating the life you want? Because I know people that, that um, man, they're just so unhappy and it's because they've settled on their dreams and they're afraid of making decisions because of what it might cost them. And I'm like, well, let's, let's sit down and write that out. Like, what do you think it'll cost you? And is that true? One of my favorite questions is this, and I hope everybody writes this down, but what would I have to believe for this to be true? And I want you to think about that. So people get information and they create a reality from that information. And if you ask yourself, what would I have to believe for this to be true? What you're really asking is, is it the information that is the reality or is it my belief that is the reality? 
Does that make sense? I mean, that's, that's a deep thing. But if something doesn't go the way you want it, or have you ever gotten information and you start freaking out about it? You're like, oh man, well, it, if that happens, yep. then this is what's gonna happen, and that'll do this, and you get yourself in this big tizzy, and then you can't make any decision. So if you get information, you go, okay, well, what would I have to believe for this to be true? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it gonna affect me in a good way, in a bad way, whatever? And, and then you start creating a habit of being a little more analytical as opposed to emotional. Because the more emotional you are, the less intelligent you are going to be. What I mean by that is, wow. when you are in a high emotional state, anger, frustration, you probably say stuff you don't mean, which is not very intelligent. Does that make sense? So the less emotional you are about the information and the, and the, the uh, things that you get from this universe, the, the experience that you get, the uh, you know, the data that your body's taking in, what you see, hear, feel, touch, smell, all that. The less emotional you can be, the more analytical you can be and actually create um, <laughs> a better reaction to that information. Does that make sense? Like, like I know people in my life that get information. Um, did you hear what Susie said? Susie said that, you know, you're ugly. Okay, what would you have to believe for that to be true? Number one, you'd have to agree with Susie in order to get upset with her. Uh, secondly, well, when did you hear that? Did you did you hear it straight from Susie or did somebody tell you? Uh, where did you hear that? You know, did she was she being funny? Was she being, uh, uh, you know, was it in context? Was it, you know, whatever? I mean, was it because of a picture? Was it, does she always think I'm ugly? Whatever, I mean, the point that I'm making there is there's a lot of information that you might be missing before you come to a conclusion about that information. See what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and I love how you really attack the mental. For some reason in society that we're in today, the mental is kind of like the last thing people really want to focus on. They, 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 people are so busy, hey, just trying to make a buck. Hey, just trying to make a dollar. Hey, how's the business doing? Why is it growing? That we oftentimes pit the, the mental and emotional way at the back until it becomes this like humongous monster that now we really need a lot. When, when you know, as a physician, as a chiropractor, as somebody that you deal with people's health, but not only that, but their mental health, it seems like the mental is so important in determining every other thing else. But uh, a lot of times we ignore that part. What are like some ways that people can kind of begin to think about their mental health and actually well, Okay, well, number yeah, like, I appreciate hey, that exercise. question. That's a great question. Number, number one, you got to pay attention. And what I mean by pay attention, you got to pay attention to two things. Your thoughts and your language. Mm. There were studies done that said your thoughts are very impactful and it will in fact impact your physiological, uh, your, your response, the physiological, your body's response. You know, if somebody thinks they're, uh, if they believe they're depressed, their body will look depressed. You know, they'll be slouched, they'll be sad, they'll be down, right? Like you could look at somebody and go, they look depressed. See what I mean? That's a physiological response mm, based on right. your belief about who you are. Oh, I'm depressed. Now, if you say I'm, uh, you know, you could also look at somebody and say, wow, that person looks happy. 
because they have a physiological response. Your body right. will follow what you believe. So number one, pay attention to what you mm. think because your physiological response will follow that. Have you ever seen somebody who looks goofy, maybe isn't the, the, the best looking person, they got weird clothes on, but they come in and they just are strutting their stuff. And everybody goes, oh, I love that guy. Yep, full of life. Okay, why? Yeah. <laughs> they believe that, that they're an amazing person. They believe that they matter, that they have worth, that they are there for a reason. You know, that, that person has a different vibrational energy than the person that's depressed. And you can feel that Ooh. difference. Right. You're so, it's the pop, when he or she goes into right. the room, they command the attention. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, the room brightens right. up. And everybody's experienced that. So and that's a very so right. universal experience. And then the second thing, your language. It's been said, um, it's been said that if you say something out loud that you're thinking, when you say it out loud, it is four to seven times more impactful. Like your brain and, and your body will, will uh, react four to seven times more impactful on you than if you just think it. So that's what I mean when you, you gotta pay attention to what you think wow. and you gotta pay attention to what you say. And what I mean by that is if I ask you a simple question, let's say somebody wants to uh, lose weight and you say, okay, um, what question do you have about weight loss? And the person says, how come I can't lose weight? Okay, well, what did they mm. just ask? Like your brain is gonna come up with an answer to that. So how come I can't lose weight? Your brain's gonna go, because right. you eat like crap and you don't exercise and you don't have, you know, you're not worth anything. And your, your, your body's gonna go, oh, uh, that's depressing. <laughs> that, you see, you gotta pay attention to what you, what you ask. Uh, Tony Robbins used to say this, man, questions are the answer. Questions are the mm. answer. The language you use and the order you use it in and the questions you ask yourself and of people around you, things around you, of the universe, matter. And you gotta pay attention to them. Most people are on a, on a um, pattern, a, a, it's like a CD that's just replaying over and over and over and over and over and over. The things they're repeating Absolutely. in their head. Well, you'll never make it anyway. Well, you'll never make it anyway. Well, you'll never make it anyway. Oh, I'm gonna do this thing to get all excited. Yeah, but you're never gonna make it anyway. Cause you ain't worth nothing. They sabotage they themselves, sabotage man. Themselves, man. If people can get out of their own way wow. and only focus on the positive growth, expansion, improvement in their life and only focus on those things and get rid of all the noise. Well, they don't think I'm going to be able to make it and they don't think I'm good enough. And this person said I suck and this da, 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 da. that has nothing to do with you. What everybody else says about you has more to do with them than it has to do with you. If you succeed, I've had more haters as I've gotten more influential than ever before, but I have, to, you have to understand uh -huh. it has nothing to do with me and who I am and what my purpose is. It has more to do with them making sense as to why they've given up. They're trying to knock me down mm. to make sense Oof. of their settle, of their their failures, their, their, their settlement, if you will. They've settled as a person. It has more to do with them mm. than it has to do with me. Can you, can you say that? Can you say that again? I said, I said okay, Just okay, in general. The audience is for everybody Haters are saying things about you because they're trying to make sense of why they are where they are, of why they have settled, of why wow. they believe what they believe, of why they can't do something, not because they can't physically, because they can't mentally, they believe they can't, they believe it's not possible. So therefore they stop. And then they say, well, 
you mm. are a you're you're fake okay they only think you're fake because they believe they're fake it has nothing to do with you so quit listening to the haters and quit listening to people telling you that you're not good enough and you're not smart enough i did that for too long i'm telling you they're only doing it because they believe that they can't do something and they're trying to make sense of it so they project that on you there's two ways to build the biggest build building in town you build your building or you tear everybody else's down to be sm smaller than yours. Which one you wanna do? You wanna big, big, build the biggest building or do you wanna tear everybody else's down? I can tell you it's way more fun and way more impactful and way more exciting to build your building as big as you can possibly build it and say, you know what? If you wanna, if you wanna come join me and join me in building this building, come join me. If you wanna be a crabby you know, person that, that drains all the energy out of everybody, be, you be you, that's fine. But what you say has no impact on me. Because I know what I'm trying to do, and I know I'm honest and ethical and, and impactful in what I'm doing. And so what you have to say has nothing to do with me. It has more to do with you. So anyway, I went on a rant there, but that's the reality. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. And as we uh, start to wrap up, what do you think, you know, everybody wants success. You know, we, we live in this country, capitalism, VCs, you know, more money, and more power and the more success but few tend to actually achieve. Do you think, or, or better question, what does success mm. okay, mean so that, to Dr. G? And how should we as individuals that, that's, think that's about That's a fantastic success? idea, or a fantastic question, because I was about to say, first we have to define success. First we have to define success. And if you look success up in the, success up in the dictionary, what it actually means, Success is nothing but moving forward in a positive, uh, positive movement. It, it's just, it's progression, it's, it's movement, it's growth. That's what success actually is. If you look it up in the dictionary. Wow. Most people put success with a financial, uh, oh, if I, when I make a million dollars, I'll be successful. Mm. When I'm worth $2 million, I'll be successful. Uh, but success is nothing more than the positive movement, the, the, the growth cycle of something it is success to grow and improve it is not success to stay the same or retract that is what success is so that's how i define it it's exactly it's positive improvement so if i look back a month from now and i'm the exact same person and i've done nothing to improve my life and i've done nothing to improve others lives i am not successful however if i look back a month and i say i have improved my life i've improved my habits i've improved my emotional state i've improved people's lives around me then i in by definition and am in fact successful and so i don't put my success into the future wow. i put my success in right now i am successful right now because i'm on your show because i'm impacting people's lives because i'm i'm doing something i'm taking action that is success the moment to moment not i will be successful in the future wow. when i all you're doing is delaying your misery i mean you're, you're creating mm. misery now to try to be successful in the future and if that is your habit you will never reach the future because the future becomes when now Oof. wow this is incredible and I, I i love the fact that you're able to get deep under the layers of thought of human thinking of you know the the behavioral psychology and the because you said so many things today that when we really think about it and digest it 
it makes life so much more easier. It makes life so much more livable, more uh, looking forward to that future. Like, you know, being able to really say, look, why am I comparing myself to everybody else? Let me compare myself to myself mm -hmm. in terms of what I want to accomplish. Or like what you just mentioned now with success, you know, like you have, so many, I, I, and I, I, I fall for this all the time. Like, no, I gotta hit this number. You know, I gotta, I gotta do it like this. And you know, when I get here, and it's where like, whoa, but you, you just had a new client the other week and you know, this, that, and the third. So it's like mm. that moment to moment and being happy with it and being satisfied instead of this like throwing yourself into like this future and saying, oh, mm -hmm. when I have it like that, then I'll be happy because then what you say is that until I get there, I'm sad or I'm depressed or I'm fulfilled. not. You're not fulfilled. You're not, you're you're not speaking, satisfied. You're not yeah. happy in the moment. Look, everybody in this entire earth is searching for one thing. And that one thing is happiness. They're looking for happiness. They're looking to be happy. Mm. They're looking to be fulfilled. Right. They're looking to be satisfied in life. And if you have the habit of putting your happiness in the future, when you attain a certain thing, a number, uh, a relationship, mm. a career, a job, a car, a house, or whatever, financially, whatever. If you put that in the future and you say, I'll be happy when, all you're doing is creating the habit of, of putting happiness in the future. You have to understand that. The happiness wow. is in the doing and it's a habit. It's going, man, I am, I am happy and successful now because I'm improving, because I'm moving forward. That is the habit you have to develop. That's the habit. It's That's going, you know, I can it set is. a goal into the future and I may or may not hit that goal. It doesn't, it is, it is not going to make me happy to hit that goal. And it's not going to make me unhappy to not hit the goal. The goal is not where my happiness is. My happiness is the movement toward mm. that goal. Uh, that, that leaves you open to say, maybe I'm moving in a different direction. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I, you know, I need to change that goal because something changed, whatever. And it, you don't keep your eye on the goal because that's where your happiness is and then you get there and you go I'm unhappy that sucks this is not what I wanted mm. so the happiness is the doing in the now it's the successful movement toward a goal the goal is just a goal it doesn't matter what the goal is uh, Grant Cardone talks about the 10x rule he says set your goals 10 times higher than you want if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars set it at a million because you're gonna think different because you're gonna act different because you're going to take different action. And if your original goal was 100,000 and you're, you said, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to multiply that by 10 and you set your goal at a million and you hit 50% of your million dollar goal, you have now made five times more money than you would have made at your original goal. Incredible. But that's not where your happiness is. It's not in the goal. <laughs> your happiness is movement toward that goal. Towards it. Like they said, it's the journey, you know, don't think about the final destination It's the journey whereby you get through all those it, it, variations and the people you meet and X, Y, Z. Yeah, dude, it, it's as simple as it's as simple as did I move closer to the person I could become today? If you did, you are successful. You should be grateful and happy that you did. And tomorrow, try to do the same thing and be fulfilled and content in the moment because you will be a better person by being fulfilled and content. For people that are like, oh, we just listen to this. This is awesome. They want to get started with you, either in Think and Lose Weight, the personal growth program, or even the You Matter movement, or like this is the personal one-on-one -on -one, uh, consultation. How do they get started with Dr. G? How do they get started with you? 
So you can do one of two things, and I normally only do one thing, but I'm gonna let, I'm gonna do something. Um, so you can go to my Instagram account, Dr. Greg Persley, Dr. Greg Persley. Pretty simple. Go to my Instagram account. I got lots of stuff on there, but I try to keep people motivated. Um, or you can go to. Uh, I'll create a uh, free mini course. So gregpersley.com/slash free mini course, and. Uh, so you can put that up there and, and they can click on a link or whatever, but gregpersley.com slash free mini course. The free mini course is just going to be an example of some things that you can look at right now to make impact in your life right now. Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Is there any last, anything that you want to get off your chest? Any final words to the people that you want to uh, say out there? Yeah, I, I'd like, to, you know, I, I love your questions, by the way. We didn't we didn't can any of these. I love your questions. You're really great at this. Uh, yeah. So the, the thing I want to say is, is that everybody, everybody, and I want, to, I want you to, to really understand this because this, this sounds trite, but everybody has been through something and everybody's going through something. Okay. Now, what I mean by that is if you're going through something right now, you're going to be going through something later. Mm. So when you're a year from now, when you're a different person and you're in a new place and you're in a new, new whatever, which you should be if you're improving, if you're changing. But if you're in that new place, you're still going to have problems. <laughs> There's always going to be problems. You're not always. trying to solve your problem. You're trying to get better problems. That's all you're trying to do. You're wow. trying to get in a position where you are a better person and you have better problems. Wow. That's all you're trying to do. Mm. I, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> talk about that a little bit better. That's an amazing concept. So you're saying that as we develop as human beings and, and, and go about our lives and you know, we wanna have better problems. That's it. What what is That's that? It. Do you want hey, let me ask you a question. Do you want to have poor people problems or rich people problems? Rich people problems. Right. That's it. So you didn't get rid of problems when you become rich. Mm. I've been really poor, I've been barely making it, and I've been relatively wealthy. Well, I still got problems. Wow. I prefer the wealthy people problems. Amazing. I mean, it, health. You want you want ill health problems or good health problems? Which one you want? Good health problems. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, what's good health problems? I've got to sacrifice drinking five days a week to where I have a better hydration habit. So my problems are I've got to uh, you know make the right decision now instead of waiting until I I have no choice until I have to make the ill health decisions. Which problems you want, man? I mean, there's always going to be problems. Hey, man, you want to go out for you want to go out and and, and drink and uh, go out on a you know a party and drink all night? Well, you you can do that, but that's going to create ill health, which is going to create a problem. You're going to have a hangover tomorrow. It's your decision. It's your decision. Or do you want the problem now of man? I'll go out with you, but um, I'm not going to drink anything and and deal with that person going, oh come on, you got to, uh, you know, okay, which problem you want? Which I mean, you, you choose your problems. It's 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 that simple. Um, and you can't blame it on the other person for asking you to go out. Mm. And, and you can't blame it on the other person, or you can't blame it on anybody else when you miss workouts, and you can't blame it on anybody else when you uh, you know you didn't take the action to become successful. I mean, th there's plenty of examples out there of people that are successful. Just just look at, just start reading about them, listen to them. There's YouTube, man. There's LinkedIn. There's there's Instagram. There's Facebook. Don't compare yourself to them. Learn from the things that Ooh. they did that made them successful. To made them to make to make their life the way you want it to be. Like mm. if you want your life to be like their life, then what did they do to get there? And start doing those things. 
And then be happy in the moment of movement toward that life. Because I did that for three years. For the last three years, I did that. And now people look up to me and go, man, how'd you do that? I don't know, it's simple. I started taking the actions of people who already had the life that I wanted. And I was content and happy in the moment that I was able to take that action. Wow. And I created the problems that I wanted. Oh man, the problems that I wanted were, which speaking engagement do I want to do? Because I had so many offers. Awesome. I have so many offers. Which which one do I want to take? I wanted that option. That's mm. a problem. But guess what? I wanted that problem. I created it's a good problem that problem. To have. That, a di- that's, and that's different than that's different than uh, how man. How come nobody ever asked me to do speaking engagement? Mm. That's different. Those are two different problems. You see the difference in my language between those two things. One of them is a negative. How come nobody ever asked me? The other one is, I want to create the problem of people fighting over me. I got, man, I can't do that speaking engagement because I got, I got this other one that I've already committed to. You're going to have to ask me again or, 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 or you know, we'll have to come yeah. up with something. That's a different problem. Exactly. So, dude, you know, <laughs> it, you, it really, you, when you think about it, it becomes very simple. You're, you're like, like an ex- you're like a well full of like, I am, dude. I'm, a gun, I'm just like a, oh, that's it. I'm just like a geyser. Yeah, I'm so excited for what the future holds in store because so many people are going to get impacted on so many different levels. And this is the type of impact that we need. I feel like somebody just like exploded a growth shell like close to where I was standing. And I think about things differently. Like sometimes I'm a person like, man, how come I didn't get any new clients this week? Like, how come this and how come that? And yeah, I'm a positive guy and I'm upbeat, but you're like, be, be content. Like emulate those that are successful. Go learn from them and be content while you're learning and, and apply, execute. And that's something that one thing I'm noticing from just talking to you uh, quickly is that this ability to delay the gratification and not become uh, upset over why is it not happening as quick as I want it to, you know, because a lot of oh, people. Hey, are... Let me tell you, man, that's there. I feel that. I feel like I'm doing the right things with the right people moving in the right direction, creating the life I want. And there's this angst inside of, oh, it should be happening faster. But I don't I don't focus on that. Mm. because that's not going to get me where I want to go. It's not going to help me create the life I want. You saying, how come I didn't get enough clients this week is not going to help you get more clients. It's not. It's developing the habit of, of it's developing the habit of speaking about what you want and thinking about what you want and taking actions about what you want and totally eliminating the things that happen that you don't want. Wow. I'm not saying ignore them. I'm saying don't focus on them. Don't repeat them. Learn from them. Okay, I didn't get the amount of clients I wanted this week. What were my actions? What are actions that I could take to get the clients that I want next week? Do you see? I learned from it. I did not focus or dwell on it. I am focused only on creating the life I want. So Amazing. I didn't I didn't focus on the fact that I didn't get the clients I wanted or I didn't get the 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 income I wanted or I didn't get uh, all that I didn't I don't focus on any of that I I learn from it I acknowledge it I learn from that acknowledgement so acknowledge accept remember four A's right yep. acknowledge accept now 
the four A's are, are a tool, but if you do it enough times, it becomes who you are. Mm. And when it becomes who you are, it's automatic. And people go, man, how come you never get upset? Well, because I follow my own advice, you know? I don't need to get upset. Something happens I don't like, I just, I get more information about it and I start asking questions about it. Mm. And, and then I go, okay, well, this is the reality after I got all the information, how can I make a, what can I learn from it? How can I make a better decision next time to where this doesn't occur again? And then go back to focusing on what you want. The more you focus on what you want and the life you want to build, the more likely it is it's going to happen. It's really that simple. So the amount of time you spend, you know, focus on something you don't want, the less likely it is that the life you want is going to happen. Wow. Woo. Uh, guys, we're going to give you guys direct links and access to Dr. <laughs> G. Um, this is the kind of things that I feel like should literally be in our course curriculum, like Dr. G 101, like life teaching and training, because we are in a world whereby nobody has time for all those things like, hey, man, go to what's the revenue, what da But a lot of what you said, I feel like every working or even growing individual needs not to only listen to these things but internalize them and like allow them to become uh, mental frameworks as how to approach life because we would have such healthy and productive and fulfilled and uh, uh, a growth orientated uh, lifestyles even from the people that are going through uh, hard times or hardships they would be able to quickly like you said look at the positive and things and, and use it in the moment to moment mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. I mean that's what it's all about positive impact how it can help other people and uh, you know just how can I make the biggest impact in this world I've only got enough I've only got so much time left on this work this earth and I don't know how much time that is and so I, my, I'll turn this on great right huh? let me do this uh, <clears throat> yeah. What we got there? I don't know if you can see it, but it says you only live once, and it's like. Well, uh, yeah, now, now here, here's here's what I I love and hate about that statement. <laughs> All right. You have one life, right? But every single day you get up, you live. You're mm. living every single day. You only die once. That's right. So. The way I've, I've, you know, I've heard you only live once. Now, I love that statement because it gets you if you focus on that and say, "Oh, I only have one life," that makes sense. But every single day you get up, you have the opportunity to live. Mm. Every single day you live, however many days you've you've been alive is how many days you have lived. So the habits you had in the past up till now. Are they creating the life that you want or not? If they're not, change your habits. You will create the life you want. Now, if you want to create the life you want, you got to give up some stuff. You got to. Habits, some friends, some places, some money, some whatever. You got to give up something to get the life you want. So that you you only live once. That's right. You have one life. But you live every single day. And you live like today's the last day. And I don't mean that trite. I mean like every single day. What am I going to do today to create the life I want? simple wow. so at first you have to define the life you want then you, you 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 take that life that you've defined that you wanted and then you start exposing yourself to people that have that life Woo. and then you start yeah then you start mentoring you use them as mentors so you can take the action that they took to create the life they want which is the See. life you want is that uh, dude it, it really isn't that hard so <laughs> 
I've given you like 8,000 nuggets. Like, uh, so I mean, I do personal coaching with people and I've given you like $20,000 worth of personal oh, wow. coaching, which is totally cool. But my point is, is that man, it's not as complicated as we make it. And if you pull yourself out, just take yourself back and start working on you first, you will start to find that there are some beliefs that you have that may not be 100% true. And if you start altering those beliefs, not altering, like you start questioning those beliefs and you start changing your, your the way you think, like maybe that's not true. Is that true? What is the reality? What? How, why do I believe that? When did I start believing that? And start asking questions about that belief. You can start creating that life that you want. All right, that's the, guys, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Dr. G, um, <laughs> class, knowledge, wisdom, practical advice, and, and so much more. Take action. Join his newsletter. Subscribe to his Instagram, his social media channels. We're going to put all of that in the description. For those of you that want to do more one-on-one, that want to enroll into his program take action you know it's today's the first day of the second quarter in 2022 especially a lot of people that are like oh you know new year this is going to be new me to do this xyz and a lot of that fades out once you're in contact with life this is such it, an well, amazing it, and, and the reason why man the reason why i can do this all day i love doing this i just love to i love impacting because you say things and i'm like i know i know how to help with that the reason why that fades away is because you do not change who you are in one day Mm. You cannot change everything about who you are in one day. Wow. It is the repetitiveness and the observation of your habits that go, oh, this habit that I have isn't really getting me where I want to go. So I'm going to alter that slowly over time. Wow. Because you didn't develop the habits in a day. You're not going to change them in a day. It's a constant work towards improvement every day. Consistency is more important than intensity. Mm. Consistency is more important than intensity. So first, the first step is analyze yourself consistently. Pay attention to what you, what you do, what you think, and what you, uh, what you say. Yeah, what you do, what you say, what you, what you think. Those three things. If you can pay attention to. What you think, what you do, or what you say and what you do, those three things. If you can pay attention to those three things, you'll start to analyze yourself and go, oh, I have this one habit that I need to start working on changing. Exactly. So there you go. Masterminders, take action, subscribe, like, even more than that, enroll and get started today. Dr. G has been literally superb, amazing on this. Like he said, over $20,000 worth of gems that he put on here. Uh, I'm gonna put him on the gram after this, just so I can tag him and get more people looking at his awesome contribution to not only just us, but generations to come. Dr. G, thank you again. Masterminders, till next time. Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.